Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of The Awakened Soul. I am your host, Mr. Hayes is in the building, King Hayes, the red bearded assassin, Beige Bay, and then now the ginger bearded one, uh, as my host, my co-host Tanya D has named me. Uh, so another new nickname. I have too many nicknames, but welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul. Just off the top, you can follow us at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also email us uh, at The Awakened Soul Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, topics, or you just want to respond to what you hear on this episode. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest. We have my daughter in the building, Amaya Jade. My oldest daughter is actually on the podcast this week. She's actually taken over the End of Mind of Hay segment with the End of Mind of Maya. She's usually always one of the first voices you hear on the podcast on the intro. Um, and she actually recorded that, I think, like three years ago at this point or close to it. Well, the three year anniversary of this podcast is in August. So it was probably about two, two and a half years ago that she recorded that. And she's now a little woman and so i wanted to have a, a, a really nice sit down uh discuss some things that she some struggles she's going through uh in her coming of age as well as like just questions she's had for me um so in that in the mind of my segment is actually her uh and the list of questions that she had for me and after that on the main discussion topic we're going to crack open uh some of the struggles she, that she's experiencing um in her maturing and everything and it's a it's a great conversation with me and my daughter just a fun one um this kind of came about because i wanted to challenge her to do something different um and just pull out some of those creative juices in her and this did it like i always say and you will hear me say anyone who like knows me knows me that me and amaya are probably the most alike out of any of uh me and my children um and you know, Alan, uh, who you guys may hear a lot, uh, my youngest is is a lot like like the hot headed version of me, but the current version of me, uh, Maya is is most alike. So I'm really excited to bring this episode to you guys. This is just it's it's just fun to have my daughter on the podcast and have go from like if you listen to the first time she was ever on the podcast till now, you you'll see the maturity and how she's like grown as a person. So uh, without further ado, we're gonna get into our intro music. On the other side of that, you're gonna hear me. And my baby girl, Amaya. I'll see you guys there. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. The most amazing feeling I feel. Words can't describe the feeling for real. Baby, I paint the sky blue. My greatest creation was you. You. Glory. 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 Uh. 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 False alarms and false starts. Uh. All made better by the sound of your heart. Yeah. All the pain of the last time. I prayed so hard it was the last time. 
Your mama said that you dance for her <laughs> Did you wiggle your hands for her? Glory, glory, glory Sorry Everything that I pray for God's gift, I wish I would've prayed more God makes no mistakes, I made a few Rough sledding here and there, but I made it through I wreak havoc on the world uh, Get ready for part two A younger, smarter, faster me So a pinch of hove, a whole glass of bee What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by a very special guest. Usually in this segment, we have what's called the In the Mind of Hayes segment. We don't have that this week. We actually have In the Mind of Maya, my daughter, my oldest daughter. Maya is in the building. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what she got playing, people. I specifically did not like really ask her her topics before this because I wanted her to surprise me and see what she came up with on her own. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. What you got, baby girl? Hello. So, I wanted to talk about you, pretty much. Okay. So, I wanted the first question is, what and why made you think of wanting kids? Because honestly, in my perspective, I don't see the joy in kids. <laughs> and you're my kid. What do you mean you don't see the joy in it? I don't see the joy in myself either. Really? That's deep. Um. All right. So that's actually a really good question. Um. My answer to that is. What made me want to have kids is I always wanted to have a big family. And literally, I told your mom when we got married um, that I we were going to have two boys and two girls. And look at what we had. But uh, (laughs) no, seriously, I think it's natural. Like some people don't want kids and some people aren't good parents. And I used to like look at people crazy when they would say they didn't want kids. But being older, I can kind of understand it now because it does take a lot. Um, but for me, the joy in having kids and having a big family is just hearing, even though when you guys like you fuss and fight more than you ever did, but like hearing you guys have those moments where it's just you upstairs and you're laughing. I may not even know what you're laughing about. It makes it worth it. Like hearing you guys laugh and hear you guys interact makes it all worth it. And coming home, getting to be with you guys, getting to have the just it's so many, almost all of my great memories involve you guys. So that's part of the reason. And, you know, um, I guess because me and my dad and my parents were so close, I wanted to have that too with someone. Um, so it just was kind of always natural to me. I always, like there was a a brief a brief period in my life where I thought I wouldn't want kids, but for most of my life, I've always wanted to be a father. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so, what was it like when you were a kid? Because right now, in our school, hmm. we have whiteboards, smart boards. <laughs> We didn't have any of that. Like, so I came, we came up, my generation came up. I think we were probably the first generation where they had a computer lab in school. So we had a lab that we would go to and everybody would have their own assigned computers. Um, we didn't have all laptops. They were too expensive back then. The laptops back then were like these huge things. Uh, so yeah, it was like pointless to carry around. Only businessmen had laptops. Uh, so it was all analog like a whole bunch of notebooks like i had a different notebook for every class um a different binder for every class um and it was all 
you know, whereas you guys can kind of, if you don't pay attention in class, some you can look it up on Google. We didn't have that. So we had to pay attention in class. I think like my, towards the end of my middle school towards, and in high school is really when we started having like, it wasn't, we didn't, I don't know if we had Google. I wasn't using Google then, but we had, we didn't have Wikipedia, Wikipedia either. So we had the internet to use as a resource, but it wasn't like as refined as what you guys have. So it was difficult. Wikipedia is not reliable. It's not. It's not, but you couldn't have told me. If I would have had Wikipedia when I was your age, I would have been using Wikipedia for everything because I wouldn't have believed that it wasn't reliable. But it's really not. Like, being older now and, like, some of the stuff I go and look at, I'm like, this is just wrong. Like, there's (laughs) nothing right about it. But, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, my next question is, I know you told me that you used to travel a lot since Grandpa Russell was in the... And Nona was in the Army. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of food did you eat when you were, like, in Germany and places like that? Oh man, that's uh so Germany, uh okay, I'll tell you like um Wiener Schnitzel, I love amazing like I'll I'll probably try to make it for you one day. It's like this, um I believe it's it's veal, I think. Um and it's fried. So it's like it's it's and with the gravy, it's so good. And uh currywurst are amazing too. So it's bratwurst but like like this curry sauce that they make. Um that's awesome. Then we had oh my god, so all my uh all my German family who who watches and listens may uh from Germany may uh understand this, but we had this thing called spaghetti ice cream. And so it wasn't it wasn't spaghetti flavored, it wasn't spaghetti noodles. So what they would do is they would take this ice cream and they would press it through this thing to make it look like spaghetti, and then this strawberry sauce to make it look like the the spaghetti oh. sauce. Oh my god, it was so amazing. That's so that's what that's what I loved in Germany. Those like my two favorite things that I loved in Germany. And uh the bread, the bread in Germany, broche is so amazing. This is like hard on the outside, but it's really soft in the middle. It's kind of like the texture of like a pretzel it doesn't taste anything like a pretzel but you know like a pretzel is kind of like a like the big pretzels not the bag pretzels are crusty on the outside but warm in the middle it's like that and it was amazing Mm. then in italy um that's where i discovered my love of calamari so we lived in vicenza italy which is in northern italy but we would get a lot of seafood fresh there so like that's when i started like lacking calamari and squid and stuff it's amazing that's a lot of food yeah that Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get to experience it one day. I think I actually think I looked it up one time. You know, uh, we have German Village here, and I think they have a place to does the spaghetti ice cream. So I'll take you to get some. Oh, that sounds like All right, cool. Hmm. Well, yeah. How did you meet mom? Like, I know you guys were like in high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. But how did you meet meet her? Okay, so you know, so all right, you're old enough to hear this story now. So the first time I ever saw your mom, I was sitting at lunch with my friend Darius. And Uncle Brian, you know, you and uh, Dewan, and literally, I saw your mom walking up these steps, and I'm like, "Who is?" Because I was still new to the school, so I asked them, "I'm like, who is that?" My friend Darius was like, "All right, I'll find out. I'll find out for you," because he didn't know her either. Uh, so the next, maybe later that day, he was like, "Fool, you stupid!" I'm like, "Why?" He was like, "He was like, she rides your bus." And I was like, "What?" But keep in mind, so I used to, I never really rode the bus consistently. Like I would like ride back. I think I rode, I rode, took the bus to school, but I always ride back with my friend Nino in his car because he had a car. Um, I, I just, and in the mornings back then I was just, I wasn't paying attention to nobody. Um, so then I did ride the bus home purposely. And then, uh, I don't know if she said something, she probably said something to me cause I was super quiet and that's how I met your mom. Wow. A bus story. That's yeah. the first. <laughs> so with the coronavirus thing going uh-huh. around, what, how has that affected you? Cause I know it's affected me by me not wanting me want to be around you guys more, which I never used to really do that when mm-hmm. I was in school because school, 
it's like jail. <laughs> but you're learning. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I always tell you what school is meant to get you prepared for real life. When you when you look you want me to break it down for you why that's true? Sure. Okay. So while everything you know isn't applicable to real life once you get older, because I'm I always I'm always wanting to be honest with you. A lot of what you learn in school you won't need once you get in real life. Especially like it's it's true. It's 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 true. Most of it for most people you don't need once you get out of school. But it sets the foundation. This is how. You get up on time early to go to school. You get oh. out of school at a certain time. That's work, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have gym in school, right? We, I think we're supposed to get at least an hour of physical activity in every day. While you don't get an hour, that's teaching you to get some physical activity in every day. Your structure, you have to pay attention, meaning you can't just do whatever you want to do. So school, there's rules in school, which is applicable to staying out of jail when you get older. So it's it's all to really set you up. Yes, you do learn stuff. And I don't want to take away from the learning aspect of it because especially I have a lot of teachers that listen to this. But it's it's made for you to learn, but it's also made to provide a foundation for you for when you get older. But I'm sorry, I completely took over your question. Your question was how has coronavirus affected uh, me? Yes. Um I think think I may be a germaphobe after this. Um, I, my hand, like my hands are so crusty because I wash them all the time now. Um, but outside of that, like I lose track of days. Like yesterday I thought it was Saturday until like 12 until like noon. And then, so now that's thrown me off. Cause I felt like today has been Sunday all day and it's Saturday <laughs> when we're recording this. Um, and I think also it's made me have a new appreciation, um, for like for teachers in school because dealing with you guys all day, every day is a task it really is and not you so much because you're at the point now where you're basically self-sufficient and i appreciate you for that but your brother and sister lord have mercy like the fact that lana will go all day not eating and then get mad that somebody <laughs> that somebody didn't tell her to eat is like ridiculous like didn't tell me to eat. yeah 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 so um i think also like um just like the little things, like as much as I love being at home, because I love, you know, I don't like I'll stay at home all day. Like, hell, I built a whole studio in the basement because it's all my interest down there and between that video games and sports. Like I can stay home all day. But but being forced to basically stay in the house has completely like I I've, I don't think there's ever been a time in my life where I've literally been stir crazy. But now I have like just getting out to take out the trash. It's like, thank God I'm outside. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. How has it affected you? Like I said, I miss my friends because those they were pretty much the only people that actually made me want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Because without them, if I was like a loner person, I'd be down here, but I'm up here. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like really inspire me. Not inspire, but they want, made me want to go to school to have something to look forward to. Because at lunch, we have our own table. And if any boys take over that table, we will annoy them to death <laughs> and they will leave. You're so funny. All right, fair enough. What else you got for me? Mm, well, I've also been kind of stir crazy. Mm-hmm. The talent is a big deal. But, like, yesterday, I was not feeling him. Like, I was not vibing with him. He, me and him were like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. Anywho. Yeah, but today we were having fun. We were playing hide and seek and stuff. And it's like, sometimes you need a break from people. Like, I want to break yeah. from Alana. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, like, yesterday was not my connection with siblings day. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't connecting with anybody. I wanted to be alone in my room 
but it was probably because I'm tired. But like also, I've been more bored. Yeah. If anything, yeah. luckily I got Animal Crossing early, <laughs> and I have been whole. Well, and I think um that's a lot how like me and you are like because I think me and you both for us to recharge we have to be by ourselves. Like I I can't I can't recharge being amongst people and i know that sucks sometimes especially as the parent to be like sometimes i just like that's part of the reason why like having my lane of like recording and podcasting really has helped me because before i had that because you know i go in the basement and that's really like my hour to just be by myself and i still also get to talk stuff out and work on stuff so it's like gets everything out in that instance but like before then that's why i would have like times where i kind of like block and zone it like there's so many times where like you guys can be right around me talking and I won't hear anything you say because I I have I have to do that to kind of recharge and regroup myself. Um, So like it's it's helped me learn, be better to cope with that. And that's something I'm going to talk to you about in the next segment when it's my turn to, to ask you some stuff. But um, yeah, it's 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 funny how much like me you are with that type of stuff because i i there's i cannot be around people all the time and that's not offense to anybody like i I love you guys i love my family dearly but it's just like i just need a second to me from time to time Mm -hmm. yeah that was my next question oh yes my next question was what was your first time or like have you ever cursed in front of your parents because the first time i curse it's not really even a curse word but like we were playing mario kart and i said the h word you said hell yeah i said the h word i said the h word because alan did something and i was like you little cheater what the h (laughs) i think um i don't think i ever really cursed around i okay let's let me just i'm gonna be 100 percent honest uh so i hope i don't offend any anyone with this but like okay so I didn't say nigga at, around my parents. <laughs> that was the thing that I said the most because de- my dad's white. So I wouldn't say that around him. Um, uh, I think damn. Damn was probably, and mainly because that's like my mom's go-to word. With, you know, that's your known as go-to thing with everything. Damn, damn, damn. Um, so I think it was probably damn. And knowing me, it was, I remember, I remember now. No, no. We had a dog. His name was Chandler. And um, yeah, after friends. I don't know if you know what that is, but his name was Chandler. and. He did something. I'm like, that badass dog. And <laughs> Nona was, looked at me like, what? Why'd you say that? I'm like, because he is bad. But the ass part, it slipped out. So I think that's my, my earliest memory cursing around my parents. I do know what Friends is. Mm-hmm. But my friend Sarah, she watches a, it a lot. I don't know what the joy in it is. I haven't watched it yet. Uh-huh. But I probably should because I'm saying it's trash. Well, I'm not saying it's trash. But I'm saying I don't see anything that people would like in it, even mm-hmm. though I haven't watched it yet. It's like somebody saying they don't like pineapple on pizza, even though they haven't tried it yet. I think I think it's one of those things where you get it the older you get. Because like, I've, I was, however, I always watch Friends. I think I was like 13 or 14 when that show debuted. But there was a show when I was younger called cheers that grandpa russell loved and i did i I just didn't get it it was like set in a bar and stuff i just didn't get it and i remember it came on like nick at night or something when i was older and i was like this show is funny as hell so i think it's one of those things like with friends because of what they what they talk about and the content in it you understand it the more the older you get so yeah yeah Thank you. Okay. You got anything else for me? Yeah, I have one more question. Okay. When Diane and Trisha were born, what was your reaction? Like, were you happy? Were you sad? And like, later on, did you have a good connection with them or a bad one? So, when the twins were born, my first reaction was nobody asked for two of them. 
because we found out they were twins. Um, but then after that settled, I was like, I had in my mind, I said, there's going to be one boy and there's going to be one girl. I'm going to have a little brother and a little sister. And that carried me through forever. I'm like, I'm going to have a little brother. I'm going to have a little sister. No one could not tell me that there, one was going to be a boy and one was going to be a girl. Um, and then when it was two girls, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> um, but after that, I think because like I was thrust into helping take care of them so early on that, yeah, I always, I always enjoyed being an older brother. Uh, we didn't start getting into it until they got older and they started getting crazy. But yeah, so I, I always enjoyed being an older brother. I always enjoyed taking care of them. Um, like things that you don't have to, I know we put a lot on you, but like, you know how, like you have to watch your brother and sister for like an hour or two after school sometimes. Um, so, so at your age, Grandpa Russell and Nona would go on like whole weekend trips and leave me with Shine and Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. So just imagine that. Imagine, imagine me being like, all right, I'm out. And like you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you have to cook, clean behind them, take care of them, get them to listen to you. Like imagine that. That's what I had to do. I can't imagine that because Alan is just so extra. He doesn't look <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Alan is a unique case. But like, and then. That was before tablets and shit. So I couldn't even like I couldn't even give like the twins a tablet and be like, here, go sit down and watch YouTube for an hour because we just didn't have that. So, yeah, I actually I actually had to babysit them. So, uh, yeah, but I always enjoy being uh, like I think you do, too, even though you get annoyed because they don't listen to you. I think you enjoy being an older sister. Hmm. That's a, <laughs> that's debatable. OK, you're def- you're protective over them, though. Yes, I am. OK, OK. What else you got for me? Oh, yeah, because I remember this one time you said that Nona would, like, say, ah! <laughs> Yeah, call me like Grace. Or yeah. change the channel, yeah. even though it would be, like, right next to them. What, how do you, how would you feel? And, like, was it often? Like, was it every two seconds? It wasn't every, so it, 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 honestly, it wasn't, like, every two seconds. It wasn't, it probably only happened, like, once every couple of weeks. But it would, it would be annoying just because, like, I'm playing Nintendo 64 minding my business and all of a sudden court 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 and i'm like all right here i come here i come i'm getting in there i'm like what's up mama i need you to change the uh the channel on the tv for me i'm just looking like you you were screaming my name like you just fell off the bed for me to change the remote um yeah that stuff used to be annoying to me but i think yeah it didn't happen that often but it's just like it's so stupid like to call somebody to change the remote so next time you complain about that i'm gonna start calling you to change the remote i may just do it tomorrow just to see what is the point though that's the it is no point that's the point mm. <laughs> mm. i love you but okay what, what anything else um what is the, what are we doing mm. okay i want you to name five reasons why you wanted to start podcasting and like what inspired you okay that's that's a good one um i I originally got into at least the Awakened Soul. I started the Awakened Soul because at that point I had been doing the wrestling podcast for a little while. And I'm like, I've gained all these skills. I've learned how to produce and I've learned how to do this. But like the wrestling stuff was always kind of just a thing to pass the time. And I wanted something that was, I don't know, something that fulfilled me a little bit more. And so that's how the Awakened Soul came to be. And like, I wanted to talk about like, because I'm somebody, as you know, I, I, take in information like crazy i know a little bit of everything so i'm like i know i have a different perspective than a lot of people so i'm like all right i want to have an outlet to get some of these thoughts and ideas out um so that was one is i wanted to 
I wanted it to be an outlet for me. Uh, number two would be I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, I wanted to have some interesting conversations with people just to, you know, gain my grow my knowledge, but also like help other people. Um, four, um, I I wanted to do more. Like I've I've like I wanted to really do something that left an impact. Um, and I I always have thought that this would uh, even at its inception. So that's number four. And then overall, number five, because it's fun. I'm just not going to lie to you. Like, it's really like, I, I don't think I would be able to have done this at the level that I have if it wasn't just fun. So. Made you think of the name Awakened Soul because I know that my soul is not woke right now. <laughs> See, it has nothing to do with being woke. Like people, and it's funny because I named it around the same time the whole stay woke thing started and people were just like, oh, so you're woke? It's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. So the way I break this down all the time is um, awakened. When you hear the word awakened, it means to like, to make you think, to to make your knowledge grow, to make you wonder, like to spark something inside of you that wasn't there before. So that's what I mean by awaken, not necessarily being woke. And then soul, the soul part came because when you connect to somebody, it's on a spiritual or soulful level when you really, really connect with somebody. So those were those two things mean to me. It means to enlighten and to connect. So Oh. Yeah. So I'm always doubting myself because like everybody says I'm good at math, mm -hmm. but I don't see it like i visually cannot see it mm -hmm. but i feel like everybody can't see what is good about their own work mm -hmm. but like for me when when i do art people say that they like it but i know they're lying because i don't like it but that's not technically how it really works mm -hmm. it's about what they see not what well it's kind of like two different sides i guess like one side would be for example I don't like it, but they're saying that they like it. And mm -hmm. the other side would be they actually genuinely like it, but mm -hmm. I genuinely hate it, it. And I think they're lying because I hate it. Yeah. I think so. The thing that I always, that I say, which you can tell anybody asks me about you and everything, I tell them that you're a true creative person. And the thing that you have to realize is that as a creative and a tinkerer, because you're also a tinkerer, um, you'll almost never be happy with something. You always look at something and think of what you could do to make it better. But that, and that's a good, it's good to be able to have that, that perspective and be objective to your own work like that. But it's also bad because it leaves you always kind of feeling unfulfilled. Um, so the thing that I would kind of tell you to do with that is never stri stop striving for, for perfection. But sometimes the imperfections and stuff are what makes it great. So like when you're doing your drawings, your drawings are amazing. I'm not just telling you that because you're my daughter. But like people have told you they would buy or people like Pastor Petty asked you to make something for him and he, and he paid you for it, right? He did? Yeah, it was like two years ago. I got money? Yeah. But um. Like your your drawings are amazing, especially for how old you are. And like you're going to keep getting better at it, but it's it's almost never going to be perfect. Like for me, I have to like when I first started doing The Awakened Soul, literally it would take me like four hours to edit an episode because I would keep going back and like changing the level. or I'll go back and keep changing the song because I felt like it didn't. And the episodes that I'm almost not, that I'm least happy with are some of the ones that people have loved. So you got to like like. You're, you have to gain the confidence of you're good at what you do, but it's okay to, 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 so instead of keep trying to change that one drawing, just recognize what you didn't like about it and say, all right, I'm going to do this better in the next drawing. And you keep building and building and building. Otherwise, you would just be focused on that one drawing forever trying to make it perfect. My questions are like, like in different subjects, like then that's fine. your parents and then, but I know some people are like pessimistic, pessimistic, which I can relate to. Some people are optimistic, and I forgot the word that is like in between that. Yeah. So what 
are you? Huh. That's a great question. Um, I'm a pe- pessimist, a pessimistic optimist. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, I'm just trying to throw you for a loop. Um, honestly, if I had to be 100 percent honest, I'm probably more pessimistic than I am optimistic. Um, and that's just because, like, I don't, I don't trust humans. Trust nothing. Trust no one. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm probably more pessimistic than anything. I try to be optimistic where I can be, but honestly, just not like to be honest with you, like people just get on my nerve. So, yeah, it's it's kind of hard. What are you? I'm a pessimist because, mm-hmm. like, whenever I'm in the car, I'm always thinking we're going to get in a car crash, the car's going to light on fire, and we're all going to die. It's either that or we're in the car, there's a drunk person, and somebody's going to hit the car, mm-hmm. the police are going to come, blame us for it because we're black, <laughs> and then we'll get charged money. <laughs> well i mean there's really not much i can tell you to kind of calm that stuff like it'll come with time like even if you're pessimistic like there's a difference between being pessimistic and being a worry work right so you can be pessimist uh pessimistic about stuff but don't always work like it's going to be what is going that's one thing that i have gained with age is like things are going to be what they're going to be most times like all you can learn how to do is be adaptable to what happens. And that's one that's been one of my greatest skills as I've gotten older is that I go with the flow pretty much and things just are what they like I have how many times you hear, hear me say it is what it is because that's honestly how I feel about most things. It, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be and all you can really do is control how how you react to it. Just most things are going to be out of your control. Um and so you just you just got kind of got to react better and you know We'll talk about it because I got some stuff for you and I think we'll, we'll crack that open a little bit more. So, well, I have more questions than I thought because <clears throat> I only have four questions in mind. Mm-hmm. And like the more you talk about things, the more questions I get in my head. Mm-hmm. So another question is, is back to about Jesus. <laughs> it's back to um your parents. Mm-hmm. Not really your parents, but like your lifestyle. Yeah. So, like, what, like, how would you dress? Because, like, I'm a very fashionable person, mom yeah. told me. And, like, I like to try and mix things up and try and make it look good, mm-hmm. like with belts and other accessories and stuff like that. So, how did you really dress in school or did you have like a dress? Um, so I was never the accessorizer like you are. Like, I always watches. Like, I used to have a huge watch collection. Um, I think more so, I was fashionable but I, my fashion at the time was like was like thuggish like i wore baggy pants and big shirts and bandanas i used to always have a blue bandana wrapped around my wrist don't ask me about that um so yeah like like you gotta keep in mind too i grew up in europe so the fashion is a little bit different there um a lot of what is coming over now was like in europe back when i lived there in the early 2000s um so yeah uh i've now i just don't care like I've gotten to that dad place where literally if I could just survive off basketball shorts and T-shirts every day, like the worst thing that could ever happen to me is working from home because I would never own like regular clothes ever again. Hmm. It's good that you're fashionable. Like that's one thing that I we I think you people tell you that all the time, how good you dress. And I love how you put stuff together because like there's some stuff you have that I would never have thought to put together. And then when you walk out your room, I'm like that is that's cute. So mm-hmm. that's what's up. Anything left? I think that's it. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into a break. When we come back, we're actually going to get into the main discussion topic where I'm going to talk to my daughter about some serious stuff. Mike, what? Yeah. <laughs> I see the crystal raindrops fall and 
So the main thing that I wanted to talk to you about is this, and this is, again, this is something that, you know, you know, I think I may title this episode more like than different because me and you, as older as you get, I'm like, we're like the same damn person. So the question that I have for you uh, to kind of kick off this discussion is we know, how do I want to phrase this without making you seem like you just love fighting? You are always ready to fight, right? And you have your, me and you both have dealt with like, aggression stuff um like we we are very physical in the sense that at the moment that you piss us off it's like all right let's no more talking let's just go ahead and fight like let's just fight um and i think like for me growing up the thing that kept me from getting too out of hand with that is that i always had sports i always had baseball i always had football and i got a lot of my aggression out with that like my aggression was all built around um kind of stuff with my parents and my parents splitting and that's when it kicked into high gear but you also have that same spirit in you and I want to ask you this like a do you recognize that you have that and then b just you being honest with me here why do you think it is that you that you are so frustrated and, and aggressive yes I do think that I have that same aggression because like there's a lot of things going on that mm-hmm. I don't want to mention in this but I do think that to be honest it's kind of weird but it's like better than having no dad at all mm-hmm. because like some dads go to the store i'm gonna get some milk and they never come back <laughs> and so i think that's partly where it comes from because let's be real parents can get annoying yeah like really annoying like it's those days where you just want to be alone and i think how i release that aggression is sleeping finding something funny to watch because there's a lot of funny things that i watch and art because art like you can just scribble yeah and it gets it out yeah yeah and what was the second part uh haven't you answered it it's having an outlet we talked about yeah the outlet and you said this so it's your art watching funny stuff Mm -hmm. um okay and so you you kind of touched on it why do you think that that's the source of your aggression to be honest i don't know like that's part of the aggression and I don't really know the other part. Mm-hmm. The other part is kind of missing, and I still am trying to figure that out. Because mm-hmm. I'm always mad. There's, like, something that I'm not mad at. Currently, right now, I'm not mad at anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, something will happen, like, yesterday, even though nothing did happen yesterday, that, like, made me really, really mad. Mm-hmm. But, like, things that make me really, really mad just, like, stick with me. And I don't know why that happens or like why it sticks with me it's just kind of like implanted in the back of my brain Mm -hmm. so 
I don't really know where half of the other half comes from. If it comes from me being mad from the other day or if it's just, I don't know, but my therapist told me that kids at my age are still trying to fi- figure out how to find themselves. Mm-hmm. But I have to take it very slowly because if I rush it, then I won't really find out who I really am. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. So, yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. What When you say, like, find yourself... um because you know like i said like you you even said it before like i sometimes i'm i'm the only one you feel like you can talk to and they understand you sometimes right so when you when you say stuff like that and you are still trying to find yourself do you do you think that sometimes you try to identify yourself through like me like and by that i mean like do you see something that you do and you're like oh and you you look at it as, oh, well, I do this because my dad does this, or I'm like this because dad's like this, or I get frustrated because I see dad get frustrated. Like, is some of that my fault? You can be honest. This isn't. To be honest, mm-hmm. no, but I feel like that's how most kids get most of their aggression. Mm-hmm. Bullies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's so funny to me. But like bullies, they usually get their aggression from their parents. But like, I usually don't get that aggression. I'm like, why is this happening? It's literally something oh so simple. Mm-hmm why are they like getting at, at it why are they getting at it like that and it's just like you never really know why parents argue about the smallest things like it could literally be the smallest thing and they'd be like it's just kind of like why mm-hmm. like i know i keep on saying that but it's why there's no reason to it there's no point in it but like i said no i don't think i get that aggression from you yeah. Okay. What is it like? And so, and I take it very seriously when you say that I, that I'm the only one you feel like you can talk to sometimes. Um, what is it about my approach? Because I think like people hearing this, especially like people, other people with kids who don't really are trying to like bridge that gap of understanding where their kids come from. What is it that I'm or I'm able to do to make you feel like a I'm hearing you out and that I also understand how you're feeling? Well, I think it's mainly because when mommy gets mad at me, I get super mad. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just get super mad. But um, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. But like, I think it's the fact that <clears throat> that uh, I forgot the question. What was <laughs> I said, what is it like? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, you remember? Go ahead. I think what I find in you is that you are the most relatable. And like, if I were to come to mom with something and she'd be like, well, you do this, and you do that, like, She'll be fussing about it. And I'm like, why are you fussing about it? It's my problem. But like, she doesn't do that all the time. She's getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I can't really talk to her that much. Like, I can to you. And my therapist said it's probably because we're so close and we're so alike mm-hmm. that that's probably the way that we act toward each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that if I can, if she can work with me. Mm-hmm to try and fix that i think we'd have a better relationship and i could probably talk to her but like when she gets mad and i'm trying to like and i want to talk to her mm-hmm. she will stay mad so i have mm-hmm. to come to you because i have nobody else and i i could tell that that bothers you like just talking about it and i think that the key thing is 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 that me and your mother we're not perfect like i would never like at all and i and i think you have a good uh perspective on that but to keep in mind that we're still like it, people think like you become a parent and it's all just that easy and it's not it's easier with me and you because we are so much alike so like our we we still communicate differently um and your 
you're more verbal than I am because I'm super quiet all the time. But I think that we're kindred spirits in that sense. So we kind of understand each other. So like even without you telling me most times how you feel, I can see it. But I also know that you need a second to process it, because if I try to address it, then you'll just be frustrated. And I think me and your mom have different approaches on that um, because you guys feed off each other's energy differently. So like when you're frustrated, let's even say you're not frustrated with something to start start with her um and then she tries to talk to you but you're frustrated so you know you can't talk to anyone at the time because you're frustrated and then she takes that frustration as you being frustrated as her and then she gets frustrated and then you get frustrated off her being frustrated and it's just like this thing that builds off each other and it's just it's just communication um like effective communication is hard it's let me not say it's always hard because me you communicate effectively easily but for people who have different communication techniques Sometimes finding that middle ground is harder. Um, and you guys are working on it, so it 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 it'll it, 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 it be better. Like it just it, it keep. So this is the thing that I can tell you. Me and Nona are very much like you and, and your mom. Like you, like when growing up, we could not talk to each other at all. That's like, but, but now I know I could talk to my. Like she may get on my nerves, and I may get on hers, but I know how we've learned how to talk to each other and get past that. So it'll come with time. Mm, okay. Okay. And so like with you and I and I sometimes I feel like like you're afraid to be vulnerable and is that because of well I mean well I don't know like why why is why is it that sometimes like you're afraid to just say you're sad and it just comes out in anger because I used to do that too but mine was different I just didn't know how to communicate it and even like us talking here like you're, you're 11 years old and you're talking better than some people I've interviewed that are 30 so like so you have the communication skills so why is it that sometimes you just I don't know. I think it's just because I try to be stronger and I try to hide my emotions, which really isn't a good thing. Yeah. And I know I'm trying to work on that, but who knows? I'm me. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to work on that. But it's just, just like I've always found that like people think women are weak, which is absolutely <laughs> wrong, period. <laughs> and so I'm trying to like express myself but not like too much where i get into too much detail mm-hmm. but to the wrong person because okay. i have trust issues i can't trust nobody like i said trust no one trust nothing so yeah it's just with trying to be stronger mm-hmm. which sometimes being stronger means being sad which makes sense sometimes but i can never really tell myself that when i'm mad mm-hmm. so i think that's really where it comes from of trying to be strong and yeah See, so <laughs> Let me pick my words wisely here. Do you you do realize, though, that sometimes in being able to admit that you're that you're having a weak moment sometimes shows more strength because it's not good for it. Like everyone can't do that. I still struggle with that, like like being vulnerable and being weak. Not well, not weak, vulnerable and weak are two different things. But like um, having that moment of just saying, hey, look, I'm not good right now um, is strength. And I think like. Don't let don't let that make you feel like you're less than or like you're not or doing something bad or you're a weak person, especially because at this point, like like anyone who doubts you because you're a woman and your gender is just an idiot. So like if anyone makes you feel like your opinion isn't heard because you're a woman, then they're just not worth your time anyway. To be honest with you, that's and that's that's don't ever let anyone make you feel that way. Um, And the thing that I that I always say to you is like you're a the most responsible. Your brother's 14 and next week and you're more responsible than he is. You're better if if you and Xavier were let were both left in in walking dead and it was just you two finding out a way to survive. You would have to get your like your brother's physically strong and he's smart. I don't want to make it seem like anything like that. 
like that, but he's just not responsible. He's he's a boy like that. He's just not. Um, so I think that even like with your math, and you said that earlier, like, um, I guess this is the perfect way to bring this all together is that your math teacher says you are the best student that she has. But for some reason, you just doubt yourself so much with math. And I think that applies to that, too, is like, don't doubt like you're you're more than equipped. You have all the skills. And so even if you're having a moment of weakness, even if you're having a moment of self-doubt or if you're having a moment of second guessing yourself, don't make that think that you're that you're less than anybody because of that, because you're not. We all go through that. I go through that. I may seem like I have it all together, but I don't. I'm batshit ass crazy up here. I just know how to contain it a little bit better now. So, yeah, I kind of curse people out of my head. Sometimes and that's what you have to do. Like, I'm, like you have to. The thing is, is that nobody can damn you or make make you be wrong for anything that you think in your head it's all about if you put it out there or not so if you need to cuss people the hell out in your head so that you don't do it in in real life then that's what you just have to do like and there's nothing wrong with that um even if you have to take a second i think too like for me sometimes for a while there it took me a while to be okay with saying all right i need a minute to step away so i can try to figure out what's going on or to figure out how i feel about it and you you deserve that too. So like if there's ever a time where you're just like, all right, I don't quite know how I feel. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm just going to not say anything and back away for a minute. That doesn't mean you're weak. That that makes you better because there's so many people who will try to talk through that and go off on people or make somebody else feel like it's them all because they don't want to take that time out to just deal with their own thoughts. So Inspirational words. You're so silly. <laughs> all right. So let's I know we got a little deep there. I want to end it on something fun and something um, to kind of uplift you. And the thing is, and like something I've, I've alluded to the whole time here is that you're um, at, at an early age, you've already unlocked like your create creativeness, right? With your drawings, with everything. And I think that it's on, on kind of me and your mom that we haven't cultivated that enough, if that makes sense. Like we've kind of let you draw and we've let you do um, your, uh, you were playing flute, right? No, violin. Oh my God. Why did I go to flute? You're doing violin. Um, and we kind of just let you do your own thing with it. And I think like, because we do know you like being off in your room sometimes that, um, like for me, I don't go upstairs. I don't try to draw with you. I don't ask you what you're drawing or like what we're doing here now. Like you, you starting the YouTube channel, like all oh, that's all stuff I'm trying to do now because I realize I spend a lot of time letting you figure out your creativeness alone and not really participating in it. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do more now. So, I want to tell you, like, you're um, you're amazing, Amaya. And I'm not honestly just not like if you weren't my daughter and I knew you, I would want my daughter to be just like. You. And so, like, I get it. We all have attitude problems at times. We have to work out work things through that. But I don't like you said at times, like you don't think, you know, we want you here or you rather go live with your aunt and stuff like that. And stuff like that hurts me because I don't think, you know. If 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 I didn't have you here, I would be crazy. And I don't think you understand that, like so much of us, we look at what as parents we give to our kids and we should we should be providing for you and everything. Um, And I hope that I and that we do that. But like you not like that, that time where you went and lived in St. Louis briefly. You remember that? And then you came back to stay with me like um, you coming back like I. I you you're my kindred spirit like i i cannot live life without you and so like to hear and see you go through stuff and feel like sometimes you aren't supported and stuff it bothers me um and i just want to tell you like you're 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 everything to me like i really i love you so much you have no idea how much like i'm i often think i wonder what Maya would think about this i wonder what Maya would do with this and i i struggle with knowing how much space to give you because you're turning into a teenager and how much how much daddy's little girl i still have left in you sometimes so um it's 
it's it's a difficult time for me uh, to kind of just know how to parent you sometimes. But you're a great you're smart as a whip. Like you're one of the smartest kids that I've ever seen in my life. You're responsible. You want like the thing that's special about you, too, is that you want to take on more responsibility. Like you want to cook for the family. Like, do you know how many kids your age are probably saying, hey, can I cook dinner once a week? I'm pretty sure not, you're probably your only one of your group of friends who wants to do stuff like that. And I know that, you know, um, as a kid, you always want something so that like you always want something. But the thing that you do that's special is that you're willing to work for like, hell, you keep track of your money that you're old over there. So like it, it's, it, it gets easier. And I know you're going through a rough period and a rough transition and everything, but don't think that that means that me and your mother love you any less because we love the hell out of you. It's just, we're, like I said earlier, we're still learning and it's a constant thing. And it's not like if we have to learn how to love and support four different children and everyone's different. And I think sometimes we, we may fall in this one, one size fits all. And it just doesn't, and as you guys get older and you, it did for a while, like when you got, cause your guys are all two years apart. Um, so when you were younger, it's easier because like, you're young, you don't have a lot of like every kid has the basic same thing. They want toys. They want to play. They want to do X, Y, Z. And as you guys get older and that gap between you guys is getting bigger and bigger between what your likes and dislikes are, we're having to adjust to that also. But we love the hell out of you. It's just, you know, on top of the stress of working, your mom going to law school, me doing my business and podcasting and working like it's 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 a lot. But don't think because we get busy sometimes that that means that we don't love you as much as what we do. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we just recorded for like an hour. Is there anything? It's almost 50 minutes. Um, is there anything else that you want to say based off anything that I said? Any thoughts that you have before we leave? want to make sure we don't leave anything on the table. Yes. Um, I want to say that, like, I love when people ask me their opinion. Like, that makes my day. I feel flattered. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that somebody wants my opinion on something, mm -hmm. like, makes me feel good. And... Like, you guys trying to find out, like, how to come to people? Like, mm -hmm. Lana, she's difficult. Like, we all know that she's a handful, just mm -hmm. like Alan. But, like, what I would try to do is, like, try to find, because I did this with Alan, is, like, try and find, like, what he will respond to. Because, like, when Alan was screaming and stuff, like, we were at the table back there, and I was eating, and Alan was like, ah! <laughs> I told him in a very calm and low voice to stop screaming because mommy is working. Mm -hmm. And that actually worked. So something or how to approach the Alan is to just be nice to him because like people yelling at him and stuff won't solve anything. And for Lana, you gotta have to like come to her with like games. Like she will well she'll respond to you, but like you have to like come to an approach with her with games. Cause she loves games just like say mm -hmm. and so that's how i kind of approach with fauna like i try to play games with her and stuff and for zay like i want to get something for him for his birthday but like there's nothing i can really afford right now to get stuff for me <laughs> but yeah i'm just gonna try and get him something that is like small but i know he'll like because yeah. i know he'll like he likes games and fortnite and stuff actually you know what i think i know a good gift for him yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, and you're right. You're right. I mean, everybody's needs a different approach. Um, Alan is just—it's so hard to discipline Alan. 
because he takes everything so offensive. Line of two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. And that's great observations that you've made in the fact that you've taken time off to think about how each of your siblings respond to different stuff. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that advice. Mm-hmm. Now, can I can I please drink alcohol more often? No. Why not? Because sooner or later it will come an addiction. And like even though school talks about this a lot, I take consideration. Like I need to make sure people don't go stir crazy. People <laughs> like that get on my nerve. Yeah. Like it's not good for you. It's not healthy for your liver. That's what I said. <laughs> it's not. Your liberty. Remember when she used to say that? Yeah, it's not good for your liberty. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I, my drinking's got. I've gotten better. I've been better this year with drinking. Have I not? I'll check the fridge. I that six pack lasted me a week. Okay, we're just gonna drop that. Um, <laughs> I would tell them this is usually where I would tell my guests to like give their social media, but you're not allowed to really have any social media. You got TikTok, right? I ain't giving that out. You don't want them to follow you on TikTok? No! Okay, well. They can go on TikTok. There's a lot of memes on there. <laughs> I don't I don't have TikTok. I've never even logged in. I don't know what TikTok looks like besides like the videos that people post, but like the actual interface, I have no idea what it looks like. There's some odd videos. There's like Roblox videos. And then there's like memes. Also, I use them later. There's like this it is what it is. <laughs> kind of and I was thinking that we said it is what it is, and it kept on popping into my head, and I really didn't want to laugh. That's funny. So I just held it in. All right. Well, this has been a conversation with my daughter Maya. I love you, baby. Thank you, do All right. You guys can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Awaken Soul Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so. At 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast around. And we're out. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Check it out. I call it. Yeah. Yeah. I call it. Shit for niggas with daughters. I call this. Shit for niggas with daughters. I call this. Shit for niggas with daughters. I call this. Shit for niggas with daughters I saw my daughter send a letter to some boy her age Who locked up first I regretted it Then caught my rage Like how could I not protect her from this awful face Never tried to hide who I was She was taught and raised like a princess But while I'm on stage I can't leave her defenseless Plus she see me switching women Pops was on some pimp shit She heard stories of her daddy thugging So if her husband is a gangster Can't be mad I love her Never for her I want better Homie in jail dead dad Wait till he come home You can see where it's Heads at. Niggas got game, they be trying to live He seen your mama crib, plus I'm sure he know who your father is Although you real, plus an honest kid Don't think I'm slow, I know you probably had that chronic lid You 17, I got a problem with it She look at me like I'm not the cleanest father figure But she rockin' with it This for niggas with daughters, I call this Shit for niggas with daughters Yo, not saying that our sons are less important Niggas with daughters, I call it. Not saying that our sons are less.